Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome also to the show my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, who has his Got Liberty t-shirt on this this, uh this afternoon, we're happy to have you with us here on our weekend edition of the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I'm going to bring to you some important stuff. I'm actually going to make a prediction today, JC. Mm. Isn't that dangerous? Chris Ann's going to make a prediction. Let me tell you right off the bat what our my, my prediction is. Okay. I have found the new political circus. Okay. And it comes in the form of this headline. Majority of House Democrats now say they support starting an impeachment inquiry. Any idea what's you know really sort of misleading about that sentence? Uh, in the word inquiry. Very good. <laughs> They're bumping this up in the media as if the Democrats are actually starting the impeachment process. Mm. But in reality, this is not an impeachment process. This is, this is an impeachment. Inquiry. Impeachment distraction. Another Mueller hearing, mm -hmm. right? So this is going to be another, uh, the inquiry. It's not impeachment. It's an inquiry. And they're going to start hashing out uh, publicly then in the House Judicial Committee. So you're going to have all of these people who never attend a House Judicial Committee meeting ever showing up to give their statements. And, and you're going to have the House Judiciary Committee having their limelight. It's going to be not just simply on C-SPAN where everybody goes for all these things. You're going to catch it in all the mainstream media. It's going to be everywhere because they realize that Mueller has now run out of steam. The American people, I mean, last last week during the Daily Journal, we I, I told you about my encounter with the guy at the pizza shop. The American people are sick to death of this stuff. So your prediction is this is the new focus for the Democrats? This is this the will new... be what dominates the their 2020 pursuits? Yes. This is their new 2020 circus. This is their new light. Now let me show you what they've done. So I predict this will backfire. Oh. I, I predict this will hurt the Democrats. Yeah, I believe so too. I believe this is going to hurt them. So here's what they did. Um, last week, they filed an application of the committee of the judiciary, the an application from the judiciary committee, the U.S. House of Representatives for an order authorizing the release of certain grand jury materials. So they filed the House Judiciary Committee filed this this uh, release of documents 
in uh, federal court. Mm -hmm. And basically what they're asking for is the unredacted Mueller report. Okay, so number one, all portions of special counsel Robert S. Mueller III's report on the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election, aka the Mueller report, that were redacted pursuant to federal rules of criminal procedure 6E. They also want any underlying transcripts or exhibits referenced in the portions of the Mueller report that were redacted pursuant to Rule 6E. They want transcripts of any underlying grand jury testimony and any grand jury exhibits that relate directly to, one, President, Trump, President Trump's knowledge of efforts by Russians to interfere with, in the 2016 U.S. presidential election, Two, President Trump's knowledge of any direct or indirect links or contacts between individuals associated with his presidential campaign in Russia, including with respect to Russia's election interference efforts. Three, President Trump's knowledge of any potential criminal acts by him or any members of his administration, his campaign, his personal associates, or anyone associated with his administration or campaign. Can you say fishing expedition? And finally, number four, actions taken by former White House counsel Donald F. McCain uh, during the campaign, the transition, or McCain's period of service at the White House counsel. Okay. So impeachment, you have to file uh, articles of impeachment. Right. which have to specifically list high crimes, misdemeanors, treason, bribery, mm -hmm. period, okay? So high crimes, generally we call today felony offenses. Misdemeanors are self-explanatory. And then treason or bribery. So what they're trying to do, since Mueller has said that there's no collusion, which... Which, by the way, is very interesting because you and I both know, and we, and those of you who listen to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, you know that collusion is not a crime. So collusion cannot even support impeachment. Even let me let me say this again: even if collusion is found, it does not support impeachment unless they can take it one step further and prove that this collusion is somehow treason mm -hmm. right so treason would have to be the step but here's the thing that they're not going to find anything here i'm i don't really believe that the courts are going to allow these redacted materials to come out anyway i believe the court's going to deny the motion in part and grant the motion in part so they're not going to get everything that they want which by the way they i think they probably know I think they know they're not going to get everything they want, which will enhance the drama of the whole thing mm -hmm. and help to to feed the drama and bring this further through uh, further into. Well, let me put it this way. Give it long longevity that they're looking for to carry them through. So you have not only the Democrats that are doing this in the House Judiciary Committee, but you also have some Republicans that are that are supporting this, too. Yeah. I think that's the key to, to this move, because for Pelosi and the Democrats, it's all been about, you know, 
what they could possibly achieve and how much they believe it would hurt them mm -hmm. to do it, um, how much they can hurt Trump. So you, I don't know, you have this, because when Justin Amash came out and then you got the Never Trumpers and all this sort of stuff, so uh, you saw a little bump in the polls, supposedly, with, you know, with this support for impeachment. And now they allege it's 50-50 among the people, which well, I, let's be really I clear. is nonsense. This is not a support for impeachment. Well, it's... This is they a support appear, for the inquiry. Yeah, so they're gathered... They, for the Democrats, for Pelosi and her crowd, this is this is theater mm -hmm. to sway the voters, and so this I is the so-called gathering of information so we can get yeah. ready to impeach. No, 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 I, I don't even think we're getting it's ready that. to get ready. No, that's right. the signal. That's right. what they're signaling. We're getting ready to get ready. Uh, I don't think. You know, first off, I don't think they believe uh, it will have any success. Yeah. So I don't think Pelosi and, and that wing really wants it. Um, and they're nervous about historically what what it would do, looking at what happened in response to the Clinton impeachment. So right. They worry about the backlash. Yeah. See, my my take on this is this is Pelosi and her crews who, who do not want to go through impeachment. It's been very clear. Pelosi does not want to go through impeachment with Donald Trump just for those yeah. reasons that you said. No, but she's going to mouth. Is, but she's going to mouth right, it now. This is her way of saying uh, appeasing those who are screaming for impeachment. Or let me put it this way. This is her way of appeasing those who are pointing their finger at Pelosi saying she won't do anything about impeachment. So she's like, no, 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 no. We're going to have an inquiry. See, I'm doing something about impeachment. Yeah, I, I really don't think that's a major portion of it. She, she's not worried about what they think or, or there's not a response to criticism against her. Uh, I mean, you know, that I mean, well, I should say that that's a minor part. The primary goal is this is a technique to shave away, you know, enough support in the 2020 election to, to swing it. And particularly, right. again, hoping. let's talk, let's go back and mention it's about the, these individual states of winning the swing states. So they they feel like they with the never Trumpers and the people in the Republican Party that say, you know, hey, we'd, we'd vote for Joe Biden if you guys nominated mm -hmm. him because we just want to get rid of Trump. So right. she knows those Republicans are out there. And and they're, so this technique just to they want to swing it just enough in these razor thin margins in the swing states to shift the election in their favor. Well, perhaps it kills two birds for one, with one stone for her, because I do believe she is concerned about the the accusations by her own party that she's not willing to go through with impeachment. But I also agree with you that what's happening here is is they want to keep the hot spotlight on Trump yeah. long enough. Right. And I think that a lot of people might actually, you know, the, the, the less informed voters, the people who actually still watch the news, the people who, who are, are not really engaged in politics. Those people might think, you know, it's time to have a president with less controversy. Okay. That's, that's the thing. That's, really the key. And I wasn't saying she's not concerned mm -hmm. completely with the criticism. I'm saying as a percentage of the motivation, that's not the major driving right. force. It's this, it's trying to, trying to shift the election ever so slightly. And I think you hit the nail on the head right there. It's not about the specifics of 
whether Trump did something or didn't right. do something that's impeachable. This is to add, you know, to the garbage pile where because because there are plenty of voters in both parties that have that sentiment like we're just tired of all this. Right. Stuff. This exactly. is such a caustic president. This is this guy, you know, has so much surrounding him. Let's just have some, you know, Johnny Milk Toast you know, tied, tied, tied a collar AKA down, Biden. plain old, yeah. I, so AKA that, Biden. That's, and I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying that's my opinion. I'm just saying that's, that's what they're looking for. Right. They're looking to stoke that sentiment. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall. And this is how politics works. Political parties realize they're not going to influence the hardcore of their opposition party, right? right. We're not concerned about the what you call the Trump Jesus people. We can't touch them. We can't touch those that are hardcore Republicans yeah, that will Satan always people. we're always right. that are always going to vote Republican yeah. no matter what. We nor, nor nor the Trump Satan people. Right. We can't touch them. And we, we know we have the hardcore of our Democrats that mm -hmm. are always going to vote Democrat, like yep. my dad. The problem is with those people, like my father, who are hardcore Democrats, they've gotten to the point where they'll vote for no one. Yes. Right? So they're mm -hmm. like, hey, if I can't vote for a Democrat in good conscience, I'm not voting for anyone at all. Mm -hmm. And so those people they're concerned about, and then the people who who are moderates on either side, and then the people who have no foot in either camp. Yeah. Those are who we're well, trying to convince, so, and they can they can emotionally sway them with all of this drama. That's why they keep they don't care. It's sort of like the the bright. Bart Adam, um, all publicity is good publicity. Yeah. They don't because it's, it's not certain, about it's not about the substance. Right. It's about the optics. And I think the optics at some point are lost. That it's actually the Democrats that are creating a false narrative to highlight yeah. the drama. All the people perceive is this ubiquitous, unending barrage of drama, right. and they just want it to stop. Yes. And they think, well, if we get rid of, well, the, the Democrats hope that they will think that if we just get rid of Trump, we'll be back to a nice, quiet, political, you know, you're your regular Democrat yep. versus Republican well, that's, drama. That's exact. You're 100% on target. I mean, that's, <laughs> that is the, that's the approach. It's, and so, 
So the circus the doesn't is, have to be successful in that it brings about impeachment. It's correct. successful in the execution of the circus it's, itself. It's not, again, it's not about the substance. It's about the optics. It's about the noise. It's how much right. noise you can make. It's not the facts of what happened. Like, and, mm -hmm. and that's where, you know, we're at a disadvantage. Like the accused is at a disadvantage because you can bring facts. But in reality, that in truth, it only adds to the noise, right? It's right. A, it's another person arguing. And right. so it's it doesn't matter what they're saying. It's the fact that there's such this intense back and forth. And that's what they're trying to to triangulate and key in on. Now, for for the candidates for for President Trump, it's how so can his accomplishments, you know, the stuff that he points to, particularly for Democrats in the minority communities, prison reform, you know, black unemployment, uh, minority unemployment, the, right. the economy, that sort of stuff. Can can those accomplishments rise above the noise? Can his, right. his positive message uh, of what he's done rise above the noise? For Joe Biden, because this, this is the goal, Joe Biden is what they want for the nominee. Right. So can he ride the wave and overcome, you know, get over the radicalism and not ha not have that? you know, basically overwhelm his candidacy. And here, now here's a, th a theory just to throw it out there for you, a, a hypothesis. Okay. Mm -hmm. Imagine in the context of all this, the, the noise and people are like, I just want right. normal. I just want something, you know, let's just get yeah. it back to this calm level. Um, could all of, cause you look at it, all the other candidates are on the radical side to some degree or another could they be the foil for Joe Biden? So they put right. all that up. These guys look so crazy and it's so disruptive. Then when then you get to the end and Joe Biden is that much more appealing. Right. Because now he looks like the same guy in the room. Ah, how crazy. <laughs> yeah. Joe Biden's the same guy. So I, I seriously think that is... The strategy. Yeah, they're still really stoking do. the whole Russian collusion thing. I don't know if you saw this that they're well, they're course. accusing Tulsi Gabbard of being uh, of now being uh, a complicit compli complicit with Russian collusion because they have this she, new she scares hashtag. them. She scares yeah, Democrats right, right. because she has there are there, she's there's libertarian there, there's, leading. She is libertarian leading. She's she's kind of Democrat libertarian, and there's there's this broader appeal mm -hmm. to the center. Uh, for her, and mm -hmm. that scares them. Yeah, so they, they all hate her. All the Democrats hate her. They're they're accusing her of working with the Russians to create a hashtag against Kamala Harris, and so they're trying to take her down through Russian collusion now too. Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Hey guys, do you like JC's Got Liberty t-shirt that he's wearing today? If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see it. But if you can't see it on YouTube, go to chrisannhall.com, click on the shop, and then click on the link to the Liberty First gear, and you can see our Got Liberty t-shirts. You can get your own Got Liberty t-shirt. JC, you know, we were walking out of Walmart 
was that today? I don't remember mm. this morning. And the guy and I was wearing my Got Liberty T-shirt at the time. And the guy yelled out across the parking lot, "Love your Got Liberty T-shirt!" I was like, "Woo!" See, you want to? This is the message that we're trying to bring. Remember, it's not just about telling your side of the story. It's not just about pontificating. We have to take the effort to actually educate others. And the T-shirts that we have, we have so many of them that help you educate other people. So Kamala, uh, what the hashtag was, uh, uh, Kamala destroyed. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to, to take Kamala Harris out of the Dem ticket. And they're yeah. saying that the appearance of this hashtag and the fact, here's the thing, the fact that, uh, that, uh, what's her name? Gib Gabbard. Gabbard was the most searched person on Google, uh, right? So you have the Kamala Harris hashtag and you have the fact that Gabbard was the most searched person on YouTube or on Google so during the election. So they're Russian bots it's, doing that. It's bot okay. activity. Bot that's, activity. that's bot activity. That's wow. what they're saying. Bot activity. See how that stuff come back, comes back to bite you Democrats? Well, not it, the Democrats are, but they here's get my point. In your own trap. They're still using it. I know, but now it's spreading. It's turning on them. Well, it's but, no longer Russian collusion just at Trump. Now they're eating their own. Well, because they don't see her as they don't see her as their own. Well, there's she's competition. Right. My point is they're still using the same tactics they used against Trump, and now they're using it against somebody else they're who doesn't themselves. like them. So how can you not know? That this is not a Trump spurned activity, mm -hmm. but a Democrat technique. party technique, mm -hmm. right? Seriously? All right, well, our next story of the day has to do with William Barr and immigration rules. And uh, JC, you missed yesterday's show. Uh, you really, I don't know, did you go back and watch it? With a missed yesterday show, you you would see that I I made the statists mad yesterday. Okay. But good, I I'm probably gonna make them mad again today. Okay. Because, uh, William Barr wants to change immigration rules mm -hmm. by himself. Okay. Okay. And we have 40 prosecutors in state and local government that have filed a lawsuit against William Barr to keep him from changing the rules. Now, here's my biggest contention in all of this. How in the world do we still argue that bureaucrats elected by no one can make laws? Because we have to admit, first and foremost, JC, that rule there's no difference between a rule in an executive agency and a law created by Congress, with the one exception that laws made by Congress are made by people that represent you and rules made by bureaucrats are made by people who do not represent you. These rules that he's talking about will take people's lives, properties, incarcerate them, uh, deny them of due process. And yet we have these denials of liberties to be managed and maintained by and, and written by a bureaucrat 
and not by a congressman. Now, whose fault is this? This is obviously not Barr's fault because, well, I guess he could take the moral high road and, and not do that kind of thing. But the bottom line, once again, is we have Congress writing immigration laws, deferring to executive agencies to create the laws under which they rule. Mm -hmm. So what we have now, listen to this, this is really important. What we have now is William Barr with the pseudo-legislative ability to create and maintain his own power. He has the authority to determine the limits of his own power. And in this particular stance, he wants to change the immigration rules that defer to state and local decisions on criminal cases that affect whether an immigrant is deported or not. Now, we're not talking about illegal immigrants. Just be clear, this has nothing to do with illegal immigrants. This is about people who are here with green cards and here with uh, status visas. So Barr says, no, we're going to remove the state and local authority in this, and we're going to make this completely and totally federally run. Now, here's the thing. This is, this is very interesting from a from a, a state's authority perspective. Brooklyn District Attorney Eric Gonzalez says it's important that authority reside with state and local elected prosecutors because they are, listen very closely now, they are in the best position to determine, and in this case, the criminal history of someone under their jurisdiction. Isn't that what we say about everything that is supposed to be done at the state and local level? The whole reason our founders created the Constitutional Republic in the manner in which it's created, that the majority of the power remains in the state and local government, is that very fact, that very principle that District Attorney Eric Gonzalez states, that these powers reside with state and local elected prosecutors because state and local are in the best position to determine state you know, the, the matters that affect the people closest to their lives. And he has examples of this. He says, look, our unit has dedicated, has dedicated uh, to reexamining convictions, an effort that began following reports that a now-retired detective may have falsified information in criminal cases decades ago, but has since expanded. They've got this, so here it is. This federal agent was abusing the laws, the immigration laws. So they started an investigation in his local unit, and the unit has overturned now more than 20 convictions including that of a green card holder convicted of burglary whose case was overturned because the crime never occurred. He could have faced deportation because of something that never happened. He was convicted in federal court based on the testimony of an agent for a crime that never happened. This is why due process is so important, and this is why the federal government cannot have this kind of total authority. Because basically what happens, JC, is the same thing that James Otis Jr. was looking at. You have individual agents with unquestionable authority 
because who can take on the federal government? Especially if you're an immigrant here on a green card or you're here on um, uh, some type of specific visa. How are you going to challenge the federal government? And, and when they come against you with improper crimes and improper investigations, what exactly are you going to do? So attorneys general from seven states, Minnesota, Washington, Delaware, and Nevada, including them, and 36 urban and rural jurisdictions around the country, including counties in Georgia, Maryland, Wisconsin, Texas, Kansas, and California, have jo joined in on this brief to, to create an injunction to stop Barr from expanding their power. So you see how that works? Yeah. We cannot have, we, we have to have checks and balances. And when the Department of Immigration is the accuser, the judge, the jury, and the executioner with no check and balance, then you have a problem. Now, this is not going to be the most popular position that you might want to take in a, in a situation where it's highly popular within the conservative realms to, to be anti-immigration or anti-illegal immigration. Mm -hmm. But once again, let's be clear. What Barr is doing is expanding power not in the realm of illegal immigration. This is in the realm of legal immigration. And just like I tell people in the criminal court, sometimes guilty people get away. And yes, one of the biggest complaints people have is that guilty people can get off on technicalities. But the system has to be set up so that maybe one or two guilty get away so that no innocent man is prosecuted. Like this guy who was, con or this person who was a green card holder convicted of burglary, who, who, who was convicted of a crime that never happened. And so I believe at this level, Congress has established it through immigration laws to create checks and balances on the local level. And that is wholly appropriate. The immigration laws, as, as Barr is trying to to change, actually defer to state and local decisions on criminal cases that affect whether an immigrant is deported or not. And they defer there because of the very principle that this attorney general is talking about, that because they have local access, local involvement, personal involvement. And I'll just simply say, JC, they have accountability. They have accountability that Barr does not have. They have an accountability that federal officers do not have. They are accountable to the people that are in their jurisdictions. And so if this were something that had to do with illegal immigration solely and not blend over into people who are here with green cards and here legally, then this would be a little bit easier to stomach, a little bit easier to digest. But the fact that you have people here who are here legally, who are here with green cards, who are here with our legal, they're going through the proper legal channels. 
they deserve due process. And it doesn't matter if they're citizens or not. They deserve due process. You okay. Any? Well, it all seems down the line arguments to me. I mean, it's, it's it, as I what I understand of it, it's it's a total illegitimate system, secret court system that they created. So we're arguing how they should run a secret court system. So right. these are all down the line arguments. Like that's it's not even the root of the problem. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, our final segment for our weekend edition. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall. Remember, you can find our our articles and our information at chrisannhall.com, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. You can also get the most excellent constitutional liberty training that you can find online at libertyfirstuniversity.com. Remember, school is the school year is starting. Get your kids signed up so that they can have the information that they need to be prepared to be responsible adults. Don't let the public school or even the textbook indoctrination sway your children to uh, the wrong information about our American government and our Constitution. Now, JC, you bring up a really good point. It's something that I talked about yesterday with um, with the death penalty issue and uh, William Barr, the fact that we have the federal government prosecuting people for murder ought to end the argument right there. Barr wants to have five people executed on the federal level for murder. Well, we've never delegated to the federal government the authority to prosecute people for murder. So the argument about the death penalty ends because they have no authority to prosecute, so they have no authority to execute. Yeah. And in this case, we have an authority over immigration, but we also have a requirement to due process. So this is, seems one of those situations, again, that we're driven into where we're, the argument is dictated to us. I mean, we're, we're literally arguing the one side whether he should, the other side, whether he should not, or what power mm -hmm. William Barr should have over secret courts. I mean, that, it's just a bizarre sort of thing. You're going through all this, right. this stuff. So the same thing with the FISA courts. Immigration courts are really exactly the same. They're not actually part of the federal judiciary system. And so we've seen how the FISA stuff worked with Trump. Due process is just completely not even part of it, right? Because in reality, it's not even a legitimate court. It's the same thing in the immigration courts, and then he's taking sort of this precedent, and then he's reaching into all sort of different areas, and it's as, as if you know all the problems we have with a Supreme Court of the United States. This is like a shift to the Supreme Judge of the United States. Right. Like he's just one guy sitting there, and he's going to decide what's precedent who gets executed, this sort of thing. So you, you, we're almost, we're now we've seen what's happened with the executive branch. Now we're morphing into that. So you're going to have a king, 
you know, as the executive and now a king on the judicial branch. So we'll have three three branches, but they'll all be, you know, kings. It's like a council of three. Like, let's just get Come rid on. of all, over, I think all of their offices. You have council of four, right? Because you have the president who's assuming kingly power for generations, right? Then you have the FISA courts with the judge that establishes, an, or, yeah. and the secret court judge, right? Then you have the House majority leader, who is the king of the House, and the Senate majority leader, sure. who is the king of that House. So. And, and it's always... Or queen, however, I don't want to be gender offensive. Yeah, and it's always easiest to do under a Republican administration, right? Because when it's a Democrat trying to do it, mm -hmm. you will have Republican opposition. Right. When a Republican does the same thing, you're not going to necessarily have as much Democrat opposition who they believe in tyranny anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the Democrats are going to say, it's my guy. So concentration of power and creating despotism is, is fine because it's our guy and we believe in the cause. Well, and I think that actually drives further uh, importance to the statement that I was made, the highlight I was making of DA Eric Gonzalez's statement. It, knowing how this secret court system works, knowing how they reign and rule with no check and balance, that's even more argument to keep the initial prosecutorial decision at a local level where the people are accountable. That's how you can get a guy convicted of a crime that never happened because once you're in the secret court system, you're not getting out. And remember what I said about down the line arguments. You're arguing a lot of these cases, okay, are there's a million cases, a million case backlog. Mm -hmm. These are foreign nationals that come in and they go, okay, go into America. So we've got a million foreign nationals roaming around America and they're trying to figure out how do we handle their asylum cases? I mean, there's been decades and decades. Like, so that's already a problem in the first place. They shouldn't even be here waiting on these cases. Go wait in Mexico, go wait in Guatemala, go wait wherever you came from.